letter reads, beware, caution, protect your stuff. There's a thief, and he's stealing laptops, bikes, and bathroom mirrors. Well, hello, 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 and hi. I just want to start off by saying that I'm so happy that you, yes, you are here right now. Hopefully, you're doing well. You know, you... I'm just so appreciative right now because you could be anywhere right now, but instead you decided to click play on this podcast and you have no idea. You have no idea how much that means to me because right now in this moment, there are so many issues that you're probably going through. And I want to do everything I can through this podcast, through me just rambling and raving and going on about, you know, the days that I can make you escape, escape from the issues of your work, escape from the issues of your family, your friends, or maybe just issues of yourself. Like, listen, sometimes you're standing there and you're thinking to yourself, like, what am I doing with my life? And that's exactly what's happening in my life right now. Well, yesterday, this is what happened. I, I was just, I, I, I was in a state of complete despair, complete, like, ah. And so what I did was I stepped out of my home, stepped out of my room, I walked to the nearest liquor store and I purchased as many different sugary items as I could. I'm talking sugar patch kids. I'm talking jalapeno chips. I'm talking about Gatorade. I'm talking about Hagen Dazs almond cover chocolate with deliciousness, deliciousness. That's right. Deliciousness vanilla. I'm t- look, look, look. I ate it and I let that sugar high just rush to the top, rush to the top. Okay. And then I decided to, you know, turn on my laptop and I have HBO max and I don't know why I spent $14 and 99 cents a month. Who knows? I might cancel it. And I watched friends because that was my comfort zone. You know, I remember back in the day, every time I felt sad, I would turn on, I would open up Netflix and I would watch friends. And now that it's on HBO Max, I have HBO Max. I'm not a baller. Don't know why I did it. And I watched friends because that is my comfort zone as I stuffed my face with as much sugar and ice cream as I could. And then I purchased and some pasta, you know, and I shoved down that, and I shoved it down my throat, my gullic, my gullic, my my throat. And uh, so we have carbs and sugar. As I'm breaking down and crying, as I watch Friends, and then that those tears turned into smiles and happiness, and like me waving my hands against my face when I began to cry when Chandler decided to propose to Monica. Ah, uh, season seven, the great season seven. And so sometimes what I'm saying is, hey, it is strange how we fall into our comfort zones when we are in pain, when we are in fear, when we have anxiety, that we decide to fall back on, you know, comfort. And yes, I should make kind of like my comfort zone eating a little healthier. I should find a way for my outlet to have the habit to ride a bicycle. But instead, I ate junk food. I ate a lot of junk food, and I feel really happy. However, I woke up this morning with a major, massive stomach ache, and while looking in the mirror, I realized my face completely bold, uh, bloated. You know, my hand, my eyes uh, were talking like Louis Vuitton bags and, and very massive dark circles. My cheeks puffed up, and I thought to myself, you know what? This is the price you pay sometimes for falling into a bad habit of comfort, but you know what? I'm happy. Anyway, um, today I'm kind of excited. 
Uh, welcome, 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 everyone. Well, hello, my wonderful and beautiful folk queens and folk kings. My name is Jonathan Garano, and welcome to another episode of Spill the Fu, a podcast where I do two episodes a week. The first episode, we break down kind of like a story of my life, right? And and this is, the, I'm, I'm not going to lie, it is for me at the same time. And the reason, we, the reason being is because there's so much on my mind, and I want to reflect on kind of like the stories of the past, be it 10 years ago, five years ago, yesterday, a month ago. So therefore, I can break down kind of the lessons that I've learned in the process, but also think about it kind of like an evolving thesis. As we begin to talk, like I break down my mindset and then we're just like, whoa. And if it helps you, great. If it helps you, great. Then then we're, we're headed somewhere. Um, but, you know, I'm doing this in a way like for me first. And then... And the second episode of the week is where I bring on one of my creator friends and we break down kind of their careers and how they got there uh, from videographers to YouTubers to TikTokers to people that are just in, in the creative industry in so many different ways. And then because this is spill the fa and not, you know, anything else, not only do we have the goal of making, of, of making us understand their career, but, you know, I try to find other things that we can like pinpoint you know, because this is spill the fuss. So let's 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 try to figure out the deeper meaning of everything. You know, spill their thoughts, their minds, their hearts to the world. And today, I want to talk about best friends, best friends, right? Right now, I've been thinking about my best friend, and uh, I texted him this morning. However, we haven't talked since May of 2020. That's right. It's October 2020. We haven't talked since then. Um, and the biggest reason is, listen, I lean way to the left. I lean way to the left, not way to the left. I live like middle left in the political landscape of the world. And he, and he leans, you know, center, right. You know, he's super Christian. He, uh, lives by the Bible and he's a massive, massive Trump supporter, right? You know, make America great again. And I'm on the left where I'm not a big fan of the Donald Trump. I'm not like, I'm not a big fan of him at all. And so throughout the years of our, of our friendship, he's hated Obama so much and he's, and we've had many arguments, you know, peaceful arguments, but many arguments. Sometimes they have blown up where, um, he's yelled at me and I totally understand. And I've done my very best. Like in the beginning, I I think I yelled, but over time I've learned and we haven't talked since May of 2020, uh, because uh, he said something political and I responded with him. I said, Hey bro. Um, and, and we'll get there in another podcast, exactly what happened. But I said, yo, I really don't want to talk about politics right now. Um, you know how I feel about, you know, the, you know, the president of the United States, Donald Trump. I have so much disdain for him. So let's just, you know, let's just, let's just stop about talking about politics. And he hasn't spoken to me since. I mean, hopefully he's doing okay, but I totally understand. Now, before we kind of go and break down what a friend is, in my opinion, I just want to start off by saying that I think it's very, very crucial. It is very, very crucial that you have people in your life, be it a best friend, a friend, a family member, whatever, that kind of thinks differently from you. Okay, but as long as it comes with respect on both ends, then they should stay in your life. If not, then you got to put your hand up and say, wait a second, wait a second, uh, we're done. We're done, we're done, we're done, we're done. Because, you know, you don't want any toxic people in your life. There's a lot of people that I've interacted, that I've learned so fucking much 
where I'll write like a massive text and they'll be like, I don't want to read it. I'm annoyed. I got to take care of my mental health. So I'm done talking to you. And that is probably the hardest lesson that I've ever learned in my entire life where you just have to say, okay, I understand. It makes sense. And you just have to let it go. I've been, I've been someone in the past where if someone disagreed with me or if someone, if I hurt someone's feelings in some sort of way, I would keep on pressing to figure out a way how I can make amends. And sometimes you just can't. Okay. But there are other times where, you know, it just works. So for example, this is an example. Let's say, okay, this is an example. When it comes to people on the other side, and this is how you kind of deal with it, you have to figure out the common terms that you have before you begin to argue. See, I believe that everyone has the same values and principles when it comes to how we view the world, which is, I want to spread good to the world. I want to be a good person. However, the values and principles might be the same, but the actions that take place and how we view how to provide that good is, is going to be completely different. And the reason why is because of mainly one thing, the communication that we have and how we define the terms that we have. What do I mean by that? Well, the values and principle of being a good person is there, but one person, how they might define it is eagly diggly do. And the other person, their 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 way of you know their their perception of you know being a good person or providing sunshine to the world is you know defined as diggity doggity do. So you have iggly doggity and doogly doggly do. And when iggly diggly iggly and doogly 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 come together, they're speaking in different terms. There's, so there's going to be miscommunication. There's going to be a little bit of fights. There's going to be um, sometimes like a massive diatribe between both parties. And the only way they can exist together, and sometimes they can't co- co- coexist. Remember what I said. If they can't coexist, you know, you got to put your hand and be like, hey, listen, I said my piece. Deuces, right? Um, so... You have to be able to define terms. You have to be able to come together and be like, okay, I have to come here with some sort of, 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 of coming together and figuring out what terms we believe in, what terms we can argue with, and then proceed forward. Because as, as much as people say you have to go in with no emotion, that is flawed. Everyone comes in with emotion period. Anybody says, anybody that says, oh, you just have to come in with logic. I'm sorry. That doesn't exist. I don't care what people say about that situation. It's all about people are coming with emotion. So how do you make sure that you're defining terms? Well, one, one word that I will say before we get to the story about friends and what I define friendship to be is empathy. Remember empathy. And I say this a lot is not about affirmation and acceptance. Empathy is just about understanding where that individual is coming from and not knocking it down on a personal level. Does that make sense? Not knocking it down on a personal level. They might have a viewpoint. They might have a way of how they're thinking. Your job, okay, not your job, but if you want to be a good person or, or, or how you're going to you know, rebuttal or come in with a, with a different uh, uh, opinion is not necessarily through aggression because through aggression, you are going to block other people's mindsets and, and anybody that's watching you 
will be like, okay, this person is ignorant, this person is uh, dumb, and they will less likely join your side or even listen to you. So I may be wrong, but how I view when, when proceeding with the other side is to play defense. And what I mean by that is play with a wave. They might be screaming, they might be yelling, they might have, or whatever, just come in and be like, okay, let's define terms. We might have different lenses. Let's break this down and then let the diatribe proceed. It's harder than that. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've, 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 I've misspoke sometimes and I've, I've gone through aggression and I've, and I've had, I've said some fucking mean things, but as I've gotten older, it's, it's subsided. Right. Um, so I think where that evolving thesis of where I'm going with my head right now is just think about the other side as not, as not someone that you should be affirming or accepting, but really begin to empathize and think, where is this individual coming from? Why are they thinking like this? Is it even worth my time to kind of break down and invest my mental energy to, to provide kind of the awareness of like, where is this other individual coming from? Where am I coming from? And where are their terms? What are the terms defined? Now, it's not about compromise. It's just about providing your side without hard aggression, without an uppercut of, of, of a personal attack. And that may be freaking hard for both sides, but it happens, right? Um, so that that is something that I'm always wrestling with, right? Because I, I always make I always fucking make mistakes. The other day, I pissed off this one individual because of some sort of like miscommunication, and uh, I, I got a I got a, a lecture, and all I could say is I hear you, I listen, I get it, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, and then. You can respond because speaking is freedom, but remember you cannot control or allow, you know, you can't, you can't control how people respond to you. And if they respond with, Hey, listen, I'm annoyed with you right now. Uh, to take care of my own mental energy, I need to take a a step back then. Hey, so be it. But as long as you got to say what you got to say, um, and it's hard, it's hard sometimes not to come in with, 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 without judgment, but this is this is something that I'm always kind of trying my best, you know. But there is something that I'm learning right now, and that is when you come in with something, you should definitely think about kind of accountability, kind of blaming yourself. But there are moments where you have to go, okay, I'm going to say my piece. I'm going to apologize. I'm going to think it through. I am going to listen. I am going to be open-minded. But God damn it, sometimes you just got to love yourself and forgive yourself. Kind of like what I did with friends yesterday when I stuffed my face. I need to find a different outlet to figure out a way to like be healthier. Anyway, so today I want to talk about friendship. Friendship, friend. What is friendship? Like, let's, let's, I want to break down how I met my best friend and then through that kind of figure out where we're going. So I believe in friendship to be three things, right? Loyalty, integrity, and transparency. Loyalty to me is like one of the most important things. Loyalty in having your back, having your back when times are tough. 
I'm talking if they're if they if they need you, you're gonna pick up the phone and you're gonna and you're gonna do everything in you, in your power to 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 help them out. Not necessarily like monetary, right? There are boundaries. They they are not your significant other. They're not your spouse. They're not your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. They're your friend, but you're gonna do everything you can to say, hey, listen, I'm here for you. Um, let me know uh, what uh, you need for me. And if you can provide it and if you can take time and you trust that person, then, hey, I got your back. Or if you're in a group setting and your friend is being made fun of and you know they don't like it, step up and be like, yo, bro, don't like it. Don't do it. Are you okay? You know, you don't have to fight their battles, but you got their back. You know, you got their back. Also, loyalty is also in a way where you're also trying to make them a better person. You know, you sit down, you're like, yo, you know, I've heard this about you and I just want to let you know. Hopefully you're okay with that. Like one of my really good friends right now, he gave me a call and he said, I just want to let you know that you should stop talking about uh, sex because you talk about it uh, way too much sometimes. Uh, And I was like, okay. That makes a lot of sense. And he's like, yo, sometimes you cuss way too much too. And I've been trying my best to like cuss a little less because I want to make sure that I myself am becoming like a better fucking person. Right? So when I do cuss, there is some like strong like emphasis on it. It's important. It makes sense why you are cussing. It makes the next word and your thought and the subject profound. So that's loyalty. Right? And then the next one is, 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 um, did I say integrity? Yeah, integrity. That means, again, kind of like the loyalty and the integrity part is just being completely honest. And that's like hard. Um, but if you know your friend through kind of the loyalty aspect and the transparency accent, uh, part of it is the fact that you're coming in with like complete honesty, but it's done in a way where you know your friend so much that you are not going to come in with honesty that is that feels like an attack right a lot of people say i have tough love i have tough love i have tough love and i don't know it depends to me it depends it depends it depends i believe in tough love but if it, if it comes in a way with how i like to be communicated with remember everything i think this is all about like defining terms and how you communicate that's just how i feel so, you know, coming in with like brutal honesty on both ends without feeling judged. Uh, one of my bef- best friends, I can tell him whatever. And I know that he knows that my intent is coming from a place of good. And we've defined and we've discussed our relationship so much that when I come in with my feedback, I make sure that it is sensitive, sensitive enough for him to, you know, listen, take a part of it and, and kind of understand it in the same way on his part. It's hard. Like it's hard. It's difficult. I think everyone should sit down no matter the relationship that you have and define terms. And the last one is transparency, transparency in everything. I'm talking about transparency in how you feel, what you do, um, what you're capable of doing, uh, transparency in the fact that if you say no, that it's okay. You know, hiding things and talking, uh, loyalty is also, uh, talking, talking, 
Oh my God. You know, I just realized loyalty is also a massive thing in the terms of like, are you talking shit behind your friend? You know, with other people don't fucking do. I hate when people do that. I hate when they talk shit about other people behind their back. I like to talk good about people in front of, uh, about other people in front of other people's faces. And then if I have something to say, I'll sit them down and be like, let's, let's talk about it. Um, so where are we going? What, what, what story do I want to talk about today? Well, today's story, I want to talk about kind of how I met my best friend and other, another couple of other stories. And, 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 um, yeah, so this is how I met my best friend. So it's freshman year at UC Berkeley and my roommate, his name is G. We'll call him G because I absolutely, I don't want to say his name publicly out loud, but his name is G. And as I said before, he is uh, a right-leaning conservative and I'm a left-leaning liberal. And for some odd reason, we're having a debate, but not about politics, believe it or not. We're talking about in that, in that like debate, the debate was, hey, who do you think is going to win in a fight, a rhinoceros or a ninja? I was going on the ninja side. He was going on a rhino side. And for some reason, we were just going at it. I'm like, dude, a ninja can do a flip. He has a sword and he can like stab it right in the back of the rhino. And he's like, no, that doesn't make any sense because a rhino has a massive shield. And I don't think a ninja can freaking, you know, pound that, can, can, can pound through that, 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 the backside of a rhino. Also, the horn of a rhino We'll just tear up a ninja. And I'm like, no, that doesn't make any sense. A ninja has agility. A ninja has speed. He's been training for years. And he was like, in nature, a rhino just has the instinct of defending itself. And that ninja, sorry, especially if there's no trees around. And because they're in Africa where they're in the plains of the wild, a ninja's got nowhere to go. What is he just going to throw a ninja star? He doesn't have any backup. He's just alone. And I was like, wow. I don't know. I don't know. We just went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And he's like, you know what, Jonathan? I don't want to talk to you anymore. And he ran to his bedroom and jumped on the top of his bunk bed. And me, an embrace of French, you know, freshman of UC Berkeley. Ah, you know, I'm just like full of testosterone. So I just went and followed him in the room. And I'm like, no, no, no. We have to talk about this. And he was on top of his bunk bed. And he had this towel and he grabbed it and he swung it as fast as he could towards my face. And as the towel begins to swiftly with a tail of a whip begin to get closer and closer to my face. Now, I don't know if you know this, but if you look at me right now, I'm Asian American. So there's a stereotype that I've been doing Kung Fu since the age of 11. And yes, I have a blue sash, okay, in Kung Fu. And I looked to the left side of, of, of the room, and there was a, a door, the closet door. And I'm like, this is the perfect shield to block this towel. I take my left hand. I reach for the doorknob. I swing the door open, covering my face. And right in the nick of time, the towel, it makes that sound, on the door. And all of a sudden, the towel flings back nowhere, back on G's bed. 
but the force of the towel was so strong that when it hit the door, something happened. See, on the closet door, there was a mirror. Yes, a mirror. And it hit the mirror so hard that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, as the door began to shift and begin to head back towards its destination, the glass, the mirror on the door began to fall slowly as we began, as G and I looked at the mirror so ever slowly, like in a slow motion movie moment, as the mirror dropped from the door and began to fall towards the ground. And G and I, like just like a slow movie moment, slow-mo moment, screamed, no, and it just, boom, hit the ground and shattered everywhere. At that moment, no more arguing. Who cares about Rhino? Who cares about Ninja? G was like, oh, fuck, shit. And I was like, no, 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 no. See, you have to understand, a couple weeks prior, someone threw a Frisbee at our window and it smashed and it broke and we had to pay $80 to fix it. Now, I don't know if you're a college student or not, but $80 is a lot of money. And so when we saw the mirror break, we're like, oh my God, we don't have $200 or $80 or whatever, how much money to fix this mirror. And we looked at each other. I'm like, dude, 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 gee, I got it. I have, I have an idea. I have an idea. So I went under my bed and I took out this tool shed. Now, this toolkit. See, in this toolkit, it had so many... Uh, we had a hacksaw in the toolkit. We had a Phillips screwdriver. We had a standard screwdriver um, because I used to do a few things like steal bikes, but that's another story altogether. <laughs> and I took the toolkit and I said, gee, don't worry. I got this. I'll be right back. And we lived on the second floor. And I had the Phillips screwdriver in my right hand. See, here's the rule. If you're on the second floor and you want to do something a little, a little, a little sneaky, you're not going to do it on the first floor or the third floor because you're right, you know, you're right in the middle of things. And so if people are suspicious, they might go to the second floor, ask a few questions. So instead, I went up to the fourth floor bathroom and you're thinking to yourself, Jonathan, why the bathroom? Well, because in the bathroom, they have these mirrors that are identical to the closet mirrors that we have in our room. So I took out my Phillips screwdriver and there's four, you know, the mirror's hanging. So there's four screws. I went to the left side, top left, one screw. Went to the bottom right, another screw. Then I put my left hand against the mirror to hold it. And I went up to the upper right, took out another screw. And then went to the bottom left, took out another screw. And then I took my both hands and I grabbed the mirror and I began to take it from the wall. But as soon as I did, the door opened and then I placed the mirror back on the wall. I held my left hand there. I turned on the water and began splashing my face as if I was washing my face. The guy walks in. He's like, yo, what up, Jonathan? I'm like, hey, Ryan, what's up? What's going on? And he's like, yeah, just washing. The guy's wearing a towel. I think he's about to jump in the shower, but he doesn't jump in the shower. Okay, 
I don't know what he's brushing his teeth. He's doing some mouthwash. I, he's he's doing, uh, I think he's plucking his eyebrows. He's combing his hair. I don't understand what he's doing, but my hand, my left hand is shaking, shaking profusely. I'm like, please, 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 please. So after about seven to eight minutes of this, I look at Ryan. I go, yo, um, I'm about to do something, but you have to promise me that you won't tell anybody if I do this. And he goes, I promise, Jonathan. I'm like, okay. And I take the mirror and I walk off. Boom. God bless America. We're good. We plug it in. Uh, G swept everything. We give each other a high five. We don't have to spend any money. And then a few weeks later, there is a letter, a letter from the dorm that we're in. And the letter reads, beware, caution, protect your stuff. There's a thief and he's stealing laptops, bikes, and bathroom mirrors. And that is when I knew at that moment that Grant would forever be, you know, one of my best friends. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's like kind of one of my best friend stories. Um, as, as you can see, the reason why I love kind of that memory so much is it shows everything. It shows that yes, you can fight with your friend, but once something happens, you, you're able to stop for a second and work together to figure out a problem. Also, there is transparency in that in that story. There is in integrity with each other at that moment, and there's a lot of loyalty. By the way, I didn't steal any laptops, and when I mean I used to steal bikes, don't worry, I didn't steal any bikes in that dorm. It's a long story, long story short, someone stole my bike, and then I was like, how do they do this? And I bought a toolkit, and I was practicing, and I thought to myself, this is kind of cool, and then I got addicted to it. And, uh, but I stopped, I stopped. I didn't, I didn't proceed with it anymore after like a month, but it's something that I have to definitely make amends with. Um, here's another best friend kind of situation that I, that I'm just thinking about right now, which is kind of like really fun, really fun. I don't know if this ever happened to you, but, um, one of my good friends, best friends in Los Angeles, California, you know, he invited, he gave, he's the type of friend that likes to sometimes out of nowhere, once out of four months, he'll give you a call and be like, yo, um, you want to do something? You know, one, he's one of those guys, right? So he, he would like the other day, when we, the other day, I mean like last year when there was no COVID, he gave me a call late at night. He's like, yo, you want to you wanna, you wanna do a bro hangout right now? And I'm like, what, what's going on? And he's like, you, uh, you want to get naked and go to this spa and uh, bathe in some water? And then if we have time, get a massage? And I'm like, naked? And he's like, yeah, man. And I'm like, okay, bro night down. He's one of those, right? It's like one of those like random moments like he'll, he'll like, I'll give him a call and we'll like hang out get dinner and do things. But every time he calls, it's like, Ooh, what are we, uh, what are we, what are we planning to do? So, um, well, you know, you, I've interviewed this best friend before, but we'll name him M 
And he gave me a call and he said, hey, listen, we're going to this party. And would you like to be my wingman? Because, you know, I'm trying to get with this girl. And I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's go. So I drive him up and he gets in my car and we get to the to the part of the party and we blast Queen, you know, don't stop me now. It's kind of like our anthem. It's kind of it's kind of like our jam before we before we do anything crazy. You know, don't like let's just let's just let's just go. We can we get out there. So we dance in the car. Uh, then we get out and he's like, okay. He starts breathing. And he's like, oh, I, like, I like this girl we just met, but I, I need you to be my wingman. And I'm like, I got you. I, I got you, Em. And he's like, but if this doesn't work, you know, there's another girl. Um, and I kind of need your help with that, too. I'm like, don't worry. Don't worry, bro. We're here together. We got this. Do a little high five. I will wing you. And so the door opens, and there's the girl that invited him to this party. And she's she's a, a beautiful girl, and I could tell they have chemistry already, but I'm like, okay, how are we going to do this? So one of my favorite things is when you are winging, you can do a couple of a few things. You can go to the girl and like, hi, I'm Jonathan, don't worry, I'm Mr. Wingman. I'm just here to, to make sure that, you know, you don't hurt him. And uh, because he's like, a, he, he's like, he's like the man, you know? Or, and then they laugh, or you can do something along the lines of, well, hello. And then uh, you can make something up. So that that is very positive. Not make something up, but if she goes, hi, I'm Jonathan. And then she's like, oh, how do you know Markion? And then I like to, oh, shit, I got to bleep that out. How do you like M? That's your friend. No, I won't bleep it out. You know, I've interviewed him. And I go, well, you know, M is one of the most, it's like one of the best individuals that I know in my life. He's very giving. He has helped me in many different situations. And sometimes, and you got to always add like the three part rule where it's like, where it says something, he's wonderful. He's nice. He's amazing. And these are the reasons why. And then something funny. And I go, you know, and sometimes uh, we cuddle with each other, you know, love connection. And then they laugh. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? What do you like? You don't, you don't, uh-uh. um, so that gets them to laugh. That's kind of the, the thing when you're talking, when you're being a good wingman to be a good wingman or wing woman, it's, he's the best comp like compliment, compliment, right? Uh, because our friendship is dope basically. And then the last one is, is something kind of funny, something kind of strange. One of my friends, that's a girl. She does something really funny when she's winging me. She's like, yeah, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan is, um, the best. He's always been there for me and for other people. He has a really cool family life. And yeah, I think when we first met, he fell in love with me and uh, we both laugh. I'm like, what? what are you talking about? And she's like, I don't know. And then, uh, it makes the, the, the girl that I'm going after like laugh too. And there's that sense of, of safety and comfort. And she gets to understand that, uh, there is a strong friendship bond between all of us and in a way the girl that he's going after kind of wants to to know more about him but also understand that there are people behind him who think he's uh amazing and so that provides the social comfort if that makes sense because no one likes to be around anyone that other people think are horrible so if if people got your back they're like oh my god this person's dope 
So uh, get in the elevator, and I tell him like right away, like, yo, um, I'm going to walk in front. And as I walk in front, just hold her hand just a little bit and then like go. Okay. Because you got You have to provide that tension of some sort. So we go up the elevator and I turn around. I'm like, oh, you guys are so cute. You guys are so cute. Imagine if, like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying right away, but if you hold hands, you know, I won't be surprised. And I turn around and I could tell that they're holding hands. Remember, you're oh, it's being a good wing woman or wingman is kind of not forcing the interaction of 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 love or kissing or anything, but making it known that those two individuals or your friend and that and that person that he's that he or she is going after have chemistry, and they should just see what might happen. So we go to the party. It's fun. I do my thing with, I talk to other individuals. We go back and forth. And then, um, he, he, this is the first date. He's like, Oh, right. Well, um, I gotta go. So we leave, we leave the party. And of course she texts him. She's like, we got to do this again. I can't wait to see you again. When are you free for another date? We're like, Oh wow. He's like, I really want to see her again tonight. And I'm like, Dude, she's at a party, her birthday party. I don't think she's going to um, meet up tonight, but you can try. So he texts her and she's like, oh, I can't tonight. Let's try next week. So we get back to the house and he's like, oh, man, I really want to, I really want, it's like, Jonathan, I just, I just want to be able to go on another date tonight. I'm like, okay, we got to figure this out. We got to figure this out. I'm like, who's this other girl? And he's like, oh, there's this girl named Elle. And we went on a date um, however, I don't know, you know, where she stands. And so we're sitting on the couch and I'm like, okay, let's do this. He whips out his phone and we begin the process of texting her. And, and the texting goes, where are you right now? Now, I think... I think that's a very crucial, crucial, crucial statement because a lot of people always say, what are you up to? Or how are you? Right. But saying, where are you right now? Flips the script for a second because now they have to think, they have to think where they're at. They have to think, how are they going to respond? In addition to that, most people like with every single text, they're out there and they're freaking, they're, they're, lo- they're looking at, they're, they're asking the friends. They're looking at the friends and they're like, hey, well, how should I respond to this? So why is he asking, where are you, where are you now? Like, why, why is he asking that question? So she's like, oh, I'm at a party right now, uh, but I'm about to leave, which is, which is freaking amazing. So now she says she's about to leave. And he's like, oh, perfect. Um, you know, I'm thinking about, I'm like, okay, say this. Thinking about, you know, getting uh, Mexican food at this hour and uh, you should drive and and uh, meet me there. And she's like, what? It's 11 o'clock at night. Like, what's open? And I'm like, and she, and I'm like, don't worry, I got you. So I'm moving as fast as I can. And I jump on the laptop and I begin like searching for, um, uh, food, food places that are like nearby in Los Angeles next to his, next to his location. And we see the little dot, 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 dot move. And she's like, I don't know. 
I don't know if I should see you tonight. It's kind of late. And we already had a date, you know, a few nights ago. And we're sitting there and we're like, fuck, like, what are we going to do? And we decided to pull a Hail Mary. I don't know if you know what a Hail Mary is, but basically it can be like the last play of the night. It's basically the last hurrah. It's now or never. And I'm like, dude, it is time to do a voice memo. And it's through this voice memo that you are going to tell her exactly what you want and kind of be that aggressive, smooth person. So he's like, okay, we're like breathing. We're like practicing the line. We're practicing the line because that's what you do. Like, let's look at this straight. When you're texting, you know, your crush or that person that you want to date, there's like five, 10 people that are reviewing what you're going to say. And in this case, it was him and me. So he says on the voice memo, hey, um, he goes, hey, L, I understand that it's really late, but there's only one chance in your entire life to have Mexican food with me at this hour, at this late of night. And this is something that you can definitely do with no one else at this moment, but with me, you know, you can either do that or you can go home. And then we just stop and we wait. And then the phone rings and he's like, Oh my God, she's calling, she's calling, she's calling. I'm like, Oh my God, Oh my God. And she, and he puts her on speakerphone. He's like, Hey, Al. And you know, we're breathing because we want to be like, but we're not, we're, <gasps> we're breathing. Hey, Al, how's it going? She's like, she, she goes, Oh my God, you are so confusing, but I am kind of hungry. Where, where do we want to go? And then I pull up one of the addresses and he looks at it. He's like, dude, that's so fucking far. That's so far. It's like, I'm like, oh, that's true, that's true. Let's try and find something else. And we find like a location that is literally less than a mile from where he's living because he doesn't have a car, but he can only walk there. And he goes, this is the address. And she's like, okay, I'm on my way. And we hang up the phone. As soon as we hang up the phone, we just like jump up on top of the couch and we're like bouncing like, oh my God, oh my God, I it worked, oh my God. And we give each other a hug and then he gets in the car and uh, he goes on that date. And he said he had a, such a wonderful time. You know, I support him so much. They had chips, they had some burritos uh, and uh, they had a few drinks and then... Um, they went on their way. She went back home and he went back to his place and he, he texted me and he was like smiling from ear to ear because, you know, going on dates is uh, really fun. So uh, those are the two friendship stories that are on my mind. Hopefully uh, there's a few things that are in there that are little tidbits, you know what I'm saying? Little tidbits. I want to thank you so much uh, for listening and... Um, yeah, man, there's a lot of stories inside my head right now and a lot of different like things that I'm thinking about. Hopefully, uh, my best friend from college gives me a call back because, you know, I respect the dude. I miss him. I miss him a lot, you know. We don't always have to talk about politics. Thank you for listening. And, yeah, have a wonderful, amazing day. 
remember if you can please uh if you enjoy these podcasts don't forget to review the podcast on apple podcast and you can follow everywhere on our spill the fa instagram.com slash spill the fa everything's there uh with that said have a wonderful day my wonderful folk queens and folk kings bye